a verse in the Parsha that describes the Midbar, the desert, with various different uh, description, Midbar, Godel, Neira, etc., how that all represents the various different levels of a person giving importance to worldly matters. To the midbar, there's the midbar in his life. These descriptions are deteriorating levels, which come because a person gives importance, lacks his own self-confidence, but rather feels and thinks that the other side is stronger and bigger. And more important, and that eventually affects the person that it interrupts, interferes with his service to Hashem. The Rebbe explains that a person must stay strong and have a true appreciation for his service and connection to Hashem, and to really feel that what he is doing is the most important and nothing else can really impact him. The Rebbe will further also speak about the importance, at least, of being excited and having fire in yourself, even if sometimes that fire is utilized in the wrong direction, but still, if he has the fire, you can transform that fire into holiness, as opposed to when there is a coldness, there is an apathy, there is no feeling and no excitement, then the person must change and must become excited. How do you become excited? Through the study of Hasidus. Let's learn inside. Parshas Ekev. Aleph. So in this, first the Rebbe is going to uh, say that this Parshas Ekev uh, is uh, is something which uh, is we read uh, usually in the seven days of comfort and in order to uh, achieve comfort, we must know why we are in exile, and Rabbi's going to explain the spiritual exile. But uh, the portion of Akev uh, describes parts of the exile, and when we know why we are in exile, then we know what we need to do in order to achieve uh, freedom, in order to go out of exile. Aleph. This week's portion, the portion of Ekev, is is one of the seven portions of comfort, which we read starting from after Shabbos, after Tishavov, until Rosh Hashanah. We will read the seven weeks of Nechama of comfort. It is not only that the Haftorah are a matter of comfort, but also the portions that we're reading because most Haftoiras are from the same subject matter as the Parsha. So since this Haftoiras speaks of the comfort of the redemption, so we also have to say 
that this portion speaks of the Geula. As Rebbe will explain, even though Geula here, part of the Geula that we're discussing over here will be uh, the reason for Golus, which will bring us to the Geula. But first the Rebbe says, Truth, all Torah is really discusses redemption. Quoting from Ovis Pedigvav Mishnah Base, there could be no free person but one who occupies himself in Torah. Durchen Eisuk Betoyer Vert Bafreit the Neshama from the Golus Aguf and Nefesh Bahamis. When one occupies in Torah, the soul is freed of the exile of the body in which it is exiled, and the animal soul. Undurch them, and when the soul is freed from the exile through the study of Torah, then the body is also freed from the literal exile, the exile. So first it starts with the freedom of the neshama through the study of Torah, that brings the geula of the neshama, eventually that brings to the freedom of the body from the physical, simple exile which we're in. So, why are we saying that there's a special discussion in this parsha for freedom of Geula when this is really the theme of all of Torah? Not in God's Torah, the Rebbe explains, in all of Torah, it speaks about other matters. It doesn't speak directly about redemption. Through the other matters, we achieve redemption. But in the Sedris, for Shiva, the Nechemta, Retzich, However, these portions of the seven days, seven Shabbos of comfort, we discuss the redemption itself. So, right now, we're in Golus, in exile. So, talking just directly, the Rebbe is going to explain about redemption, wouldn't tell us what we need to do. We need to actually, in order to give redemption, we have to figure out why we are in Golus in order to achieve redemption. So therefore, the Parsha is going to speak about the reasons of Golus, which will eventually explain to us why we have to, what we need to do to get out of this Golus. Now we're in Golus. In order to explain the concept of redemption, so first we explain, the Torah explains first the exile and the cause that causes exile. When we recognize and we know the reason for the Golus, then we know how we are to fix the cause, because we have the cause, we have the reason, so we have to address the cause. So when you fix the cause, so then automatically the result, the consequence if you take care of the cause the consequences gets corrected that's where you come to the Geula to the redemption and um, so the Rebbe is going to give now an example to explain the point that he's making because the Rebbe is going to learn from the Parsha reasons that bring us to Golos bring us to the exile but the Rebbe is explaining now with this example, how knowing the reason why we are in exile is actually part of the redemption. So therefore, we are talking about comfort, we are talking about redemption. Say for example, you have a sick 
physically sick person. When he knows that he's sick, he also knows what his sickness consists of. Then he'll go to a doctor. He knows, first of all, that he's sick. He knows what to tell the doctor. He also he knows what his sickness consists of. And therefore, the doctor will know what kind of medicine to give him. And this way, he will become healed. The idea of a service as it is a and this knowledge that he knows that he is sick and in what his consistent his sickness consists of that knowledge alone is already half of the healing. And with time that will bring the other half of the healing. Therefore, this metaphor, knowing that you're sick and knowing what the sickness consists of, helps the doctor give you the medicine. So therefore, that's already part of the healing is knowing and, and recognizing all what the sickness is. So with the knowledge that we are explaining, what is this Golos? What are we in Golos? And why is, are we in Golos? That's already the start of the redemption. Because since you know what exile is, so then you search how to heal, and to go out from that situation to the good and wide land, enter Eretz Yisrael, as we will see in the, um, in the metaphor. So basically, what the Rebbe said over here was that our parsha talks about comfort in the con- in the context that it talks about what the golus is and gives us the understanding so that we are already beginning to be healed this is the beginning of the comfort because we know what we got to work on ois base um, and this ois the rebbe is going to say that basically uh, the traveling of the desert and the description of the desert was the preparation to going into Eretz Yisrael. Desert represent uh, exile. That represents um, um, difficulties. We have to go out from the exile to go to the land of Israel. So our goal is today because what happened to our forefathers is a metaphor and a sign for what happens to us, in order for us to get rid of our desert, our Golos, and to go into Eretz Yisrael, to earn Mashiach, we learn from the desert what took place at the time the Jews traveled their base. When the Jews entered into this good and wide land, that was the first time, because we want to come there again now. So first they went through a great desert. And then they left, they went out of this desert, and they came to Eretz Yisrael. The act, the, the happenings, 
with our fathers is a sign for their children. Those of us deterred the Tzeltuns back in the Midbar. The reason the Torah relates to us about the desert, in in which the Jews found themselves, before they came is that is a sign for the children. That also the exile in which we find ourselves now is like to Midbar in It's similar. It's equal to the desert in which the Jews had found themselves at that time. Is the the Midbar. So that now is that we know about the desert. In that the Jews found themselves then. That will also be a knowledge about the exile we find ourselves today. Then that through this, once we'll realize, we'll have the knowledge what the exile is about, what it causes, we'll know how to heal this exile. That would be the comfort. In Haintikir, in today's portion, as one of the seven weeks of comfort, the Tzeltman Vegan the Midbar, the Torah relates, describes the desert. The Torah describes the desert with the name. That is in the Posik, in this portion, the Periches, Posik Tazvav. This verse is a description of what the exile dis- dis- consists of. These are all various details about the desert. This is also about today's Golos. As said before, that the details mentioned earlier, the details of the knowledge about the deeds of the Golos, about the Golos, this is a somewhat from the comfort. This is part, a little bit, of the comfort. Through knowing this, we'll know what to heal. And to leave the Golos to a good and wide land. So, that's what we're going to learn now, is take this Posik, which describes the Midbar, and we will learn the, the details of the Midbar, all the uh, things seeming negative, that in the Midbar, and we'll see these are the negative. The Rebbe is going to take these details of the Pasuk and metaphorically spe- say, what does it mean in our life, the great Midbar Nochash, in our struggles in today's exile, which is in the uh, Jewish uh, conscience as a whole, and if we know how to deal with that, then we'll be able to get out. Knowing about the details will help us get out of it. And the first thing is Midbar is a place we need to know, which is the antithesis of holiness of the person. A human being, an Adam, is on one side. The Midbar where a man doesn't a person a year does not see is represents the opposite of Odom. So you have Kedusha and the opposite of Kedusha. Midbar represents the opposite of Kedusha. By having the Midbar, all these details of the Midbar, this tells us what the uh in the spiritual sense and in the 
outlook, what is the problems that this brings and how these problems, the details of these problems, and then we'll see how to fix this. Gimel. The desert is a place which is not settled by Odom. Nitken Yishufu mentioned it's not a settlement of people. So he says about the Midbar, Midbar Hagodil. It's a great Midbar. A grosser Midbar, a big Midbar, a large Midbar. The Mokim HaMidbar was his Nitken Menschlicher Yishuf which basically that we're saying that the place of the desert, which is not a human settlement, is greser fundem ort fun yishuv b'nei odom, is greater, is larger than the place of where people are set, settled. So basically the attitude is that this midbar is huge. It's kodl. And basically greater than the settled people, which means that that's bigger than he is. Adam gate of Eden. So generally he says Adam in humans, but specifically Adam is a reference to Eden. Atem Kruim Adam. Jews are called Adam. Vider Shalo is Mevair. As the Shalo explains it, that Adam is Meloshin Adamele Elyon. Adam comes because he is similar to the Supreme One above. Eden's Anagiglichen to Adam Elyon Shalakise. Eden are equated to the Supreme Person which is on the throne, which is from the vision of Yecheskel as Odom al-Hakiseh. Their Midbar, so that's the Odom, but the Midbar HaGodl, their Ordvos is Nidke Moshe Bnei Odom, the place which is not settled by Bnei Odom, by Yidin, is Greser with their Ord from Yishev Odom, that's larger, bigger than the place which is settled by Odom. There is Oktan Posik, as the Posik says, this is in Dvorim Posik Vav, in last week's portion, it says, Ki atem hama'at mikol ha'amim. You are the fewer than all the people. Jews are the minority of all nations. Within the Jewish people itself, Jews that observe the Torah and the mitzvah in the proper way, for now, and temporarily so, are not the majority. Still in the minority. Jewish people are minority. Those who observe Torah mitzvahs properly are also in the minority. For now. The first word the Torah uses to describe the exile is Midbar Hagadol. It's the great Midbar. The Erster Sibe, the first cause, on the Erster Trap from the Yerida, and the first step to the descent from Belcharos Fangtzichon, the from which we start, from which the exile begins, is the fact that you consider the world that's around you that is greater than you. You say, Hamidbar Hagadol, they're Godel. You consider the settlement, which is Yidin and Yiddishkeit, that's only a small place. And the world around you, the Midbar Ha'amim, the Midbar of the nations called Midbar Ha'amim, that's a large place. That is larger, it's a greater thing than Jews. There is no matter, nothing in the world that can dominate over control and be over a Jews. 
Allah is not in Everything is secondary, subjugated to the Jews. As he says in today's Haftorah, that the kings will raise you and their sorrows uh, will uh, nurse you. And with the Gemara Zokt, and as the Gemara says of Posik, on the verse in Dvarim Chavches, Posik Yud, Verokal Amor, Yorim Imeko, all the nations of the world will see and fear you, Eil Tfilin Shabarosh. These are the Tfilin in the head, which as I have in copies by Imfaran. When on your head you have the Mshma Yisrol, Hashem Alakin, Hashem Achod, that listen, Hashem, listen, Israel, Hashem Al God, Hashem is one, Uzayin Seichel, Zarum Gidum Adam Vissan, and his intellect is taken around with this knowledge, as the Rebbe studies the Rein Sikha Balabai, that Hashem is the only uh, owner, the only one in charge of the Gantzevelt of the whole world, then all the nations of the world will see and they'll fear you, Allah is in a battle for him, everybody will be subjugated for him. Oh, Berbishasar Machtachesh, but when he makes a calculation, he figures out, that the Midbar is large. Ergit is their welt. He gives importance to the world. Ertainetas, the welt is godlun, er is cotton. He argues that the world is large and he is small. Ubemeila frekter de shaila. And therefore he asks the question. The verse says, Can Yaakov get up when he is so small? This question itself, to give importance to the world, this creates the exile, that blocks and hides. As the world can have that the world can have ownership, dominance over him. This is the beginning of the exile. Beginning of the exile is getting that sense, that feeling of lack of importance, giving importance to the world. When he remembers that God chose us from all the nations, and he exalted us. He doesn't get excited, impacted by anyone. He knows that Jews are higher than everyone. So then there is no exile by him. The Ebrister Gittin Parnosa. Hashem gives him his livelihood that can He can run his business according to the laws, the ways of the Torah. And he still has enough time to set up time for learning. That's his attitude. But the beginning of the problems begin when he starts to think that he is so small and the world is so big. And what happens from there? It goes downhill from there, as the Rebbe explains now in Oistalat. From the fact that he takes the world on to be a large midbar, can Then he can come to a further descent. Not only is it large, but it becomes awesome. Godl means Large means that the other one is greater than you. But still. He is also in himself an independent. He, he's a minority, but he's still in existence minimally. He is, he is. He is smaller. He's not as big. That one is big, but he's smaller. That means when you're just saying Godel, but when you say Obernoira, when you say awesome main as Rotmeira for Yenem, that means that you are afraid of the other one. Because you 
consider, you think that the other one can dominate and has power over you. When you are just giving the world importance as a large desert, so then only when you come in contact with the world, the worldly matters, so then you become affected by it. Because he recognizes its greatness. But when he's his old four cubits, then he's strong. That the world is, that the desert is big, but it's also awesome. So even when he finds himself in his own four cubits, he is in the shul, in yeshiva. Or in his own home, there he also scared for the world. He's afraid to observe Torah openly. He worries. Maybe the world will find out from it. What would the Goyim say? So he's worried about them, what they would say. And so you start with Amidbar Hagodl but then it goes further. The descent keeps on going. Into further levels. I say, from then can come and so From this, you can come to a, even a further descent, which is the described by the word nochash. In Sefer Erkeakinuyim, in the book Erkeakinuyim, which is the authored by the Seder Seder Hadoris, he brings there he brings us nochash arsicham. A snake's uh, poison is hot. Their gift for a nochash is a heiser. The uh, poison of the snake is hot. Does mean? What does this mean? What is the idea? As it hypes on to kochnin dem kochon hits from belt, that the person begins to be heated up. He boils up, and he's caught up in the heat of the world. And through this, that he has an excitement in the world. He's boiling in the worldly matters. This diminishes his excitement and his fire in Kedusha. The fun can come to Nochagres, it is a sorof. Nochosh is hot, but this is a sorof. What is a sorof? That the fire, the boiling is, is, is so strong. As Nick Norvas does not only that it diminishes his excitement and his uh, cooking in Kedusha, not if I bring in Gansnam Koch from Kedusha, but it actually burns away and it takes away totally his excitement of, of Kedusha. So that's Nochosh sort of two levels. Nochosh is just burning, which takes away from the excitement, and sort of, which diminishes the excitement, and sort of takes it totally away. But from then can come to from this you can come to even a greater descent, which is Akrov. Then Akrov, with regards to Akrov, he brings the Nerka Kinuyim as Arsu Iskar, that his poison is cold. The gift from Akrov is called the poison that comes from an Akrov is, is cold. This is worth than the snake and the sorof. But spiritually speaking, this is worse because when you have a excitement and you have heat and you have fire, even though it's a worldly matters, 
but it still shows on life. So then, you can still exchange that for a energy, for a vitality and an excitement and a fire in Kedusha. But when it is carbon of a person is cold, he's apathetic. But this is a sign of That is a sign of opposite of life. It does feel erger. That is much worse. Similar to whether it speaks elsewhere in the Kuntres Atfil and Perik Ches, over there it talks about the uh, metaphor in which a goat, a person who's a goatish person, is worse off than a person who is a goring ox person. Which means that the goring person, although he gores, but there is life over there, whereas the A's, the apathetic, is in a worser state, spiritually speaking, uh, in his level of ap- apathy. And then finally we have the last thing, even a greater descent, a thirst that has no water, which means even when a person is aroused from above, through the voice that comes, a basket or similar, and this creates by the person a thirst. Is There's a tzimoyin. There's no mayim. Mayim There's no mayim is He doesn't is. He knows not to what he is thirsting. And he's dorstik. He is thirsty. But he doesn't feel and he doesn't know what he is thirsting. Because he became so distant. That he has no connection. He doesn't know from the existence of holiness at all. He has no clue that there's holiness. That's where you can deteriorate to. That even those calls that you get from above... You don't know how to answer. There's no mayim to answer because you don't know where to go to. From Where does this all begin? From the Midbar Hagodel, from the large desert. The fact that you are making important, the Midbar developed, that you make the world important, this is the first step to everything that descends till the level in which there is thirst without water to quench it. So from this we understand that that how do we fix all these descents? First you have to fix the first cause. They have to have a strength in Yiddishkeit. That you have to remember as that you chose us from all the nations and that we're exalted. And then you get rid of the exile. You go to a good and wide land through Mashiach speedily nowadays. And now the Rebbe is going to explain with the above, with the above, the Rebbe is going to explain uh, the halacha that's brought down in the Gemara in Brachas Lamedum with Bezos. And the Zohar is in the footnote, uh, which is, which corresponds to the idea of, we said before, that the acre of coldness is even a worse and it's a lower level than the Nachash. 
So the midvet when Efarstein the Gemara will understand what the Gemara says. Nochus korav The person is doing the Shema and he has a snake wrapped around his heel. Lo yafsik. Don't interrupt. Nochus is not considered to be as dangerous halachically. Of course, if it's a question of pikuach uh, nefesh, uh, he should be mafsik all the time. But the assumption is that this is talking about a snake which is not a non-poisonous snake. So if it's karuch ala don't interrupt. Uh, continue your uh, continue your davening. But akrov karuch ala But if you have a scorpion wrapped around your heel, then yafsik is the in the simple meaning is because that's more dangerous. The bite of a, of a akrov can kill you. But explaining this metaphorically, as we explained it in the service of the person, the idea of coldness and the idea of the heat that comes from the nochash and the apathy that comes from the akrov, we'll explain like this. When a person is in the middle of his davening, and all of a sudden, he is... Um, I said before, Nochash Kodesh, this is talking about the davening, not so much about like Krishna, we're talking about the middle of Shimon Esra, middle of Amida. Ben Rahalt, Mitten Davnen, Mitten Mol, Nemtin, Ona, Hitz von Welt. And all of a sudden, he becomes heated up from worldly matters, which is metaphorically explained by the words, Nochash Kodesh Halakoyve. There is a snake wrapped around on his heel. Hagam has taken it. So although it's taken, not. It's no good. But still we say, don't interrupt. Don't interrupt your prayers. Continue davening. In the end, since you have life in you, so then that life and that excitement, you'll swap it and you'll make it into Kedusha, into holiness. On the other hand, He's in the middle, davening, and all of a sudden he becomes chilled. He gets a chill. Even though it's only on his heel. It's the chill is not maybe in his heart, his mind. It's in his heel, the bottom. The the scorpion whose poison is cold. It did not catch, take hold in his mind or his heart. Only in his heels. So you have to stop davening, which means if in the middle of davening you can be caught by coldness, a lack of life, that proves, that's evidence, that the entire order of service is not the way it should be. Therefore, it needs to interrupt this order of service and Start a new order and service, an avoda mit chayis mit alevdekait, a service with energy, with vitality, with life. Was dos kum durch limud pnimis hatoyra? Was is lona dechay that would come through the study of the inner parts of Torah, which is the tree of life. Ilon eitz hachayim, and that chayitz hachayim gives him life to overcome that apathy, that coldness, that lack of feeling, and. I guess he will go out of Golos that way. Sikh Sabis Pashis Ekif, Hofmanachamov, Tovshin Tazain.